What's up, guys? Welcome back to another week of the Weekly Drop. Um, we appreciate you guys supporting this. Um, I think it's getting our most views out of all our podcasts, the Weekly Drops. Um, so it's cool to see you guys tuning in week in and week out. Um, Australian basketball is really blowing up at the moment. Um, we're the number one ranked country in the world for basketball. Uh, power rankings. Um, the NBL is signing a lot of uh, European youngsters coming over and we're getting a lot of um, imports coming over because we're allowed three imports now rather than last year two because of COVID. Um, the boomers are undefeated, uh, pre-games and normal games. Giddy's about to get drafted in two days, probably a day when this comes out. So, I mean, things are looking up for Australian basketball. So let's get into it. The draft's in two days. I am very, very excited. I'm not going to lie. The draft is probably one of my favorite events of the basketball year, other than probably playoffs and finals. Um, I love the trades that go on when before a pick, it goes trade alert, da-da-da. Um, and it's even more exciting when you've got someone who's come through the Oz system in Josh Giddy. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Firstly, I just want to say, it's awesome to see Josh Giddy break the Oz system wave and get through like the normal way anyone else right now would have to go through. Um, he's kind of broken the pattern, I feel like. And I think it was very hard to do and he's done it and he's paved the way for all these young guys coming up. I feel like Lamelo, even if he came over here and sat on the bench, I feel like he still would have been a top 10 pick. But to see Josh Giddy born and bred in Australia, Australian parents brought up, um, through the Oz system, uh, played basketball, Vic, this, went to COE, Global Academy, and played NBL and made the NBA. I think it's uh, dope to see, and we should all be behind him on draft day and pray he goes to the team you guys support, I guess. Um, we're going to get into where we think Josh Giddy suits, the best suitors for Josh Giddy. First of all, sorry, Hesh, how you doing? Good man, good. I'm I'm doing well. Touched on a lot of lot of stuff there, but we, we can we can break it down a little bit. But yeah, um the biggest I think the most pressing news is obviously Giddy. I've been covering him for a while, you've been shooting him for a while. So must be exciting for you to to see someone that you, you've been shooting up and close and personal at nationals and things like that make the jump to the biggest stage, man. So yeah. exciting yeah. times for the next 72 hours for him and, and the rest of Australia, I guess, all of us hoopers out here. So he's legit living the dream, like. He's going to, he's in New York right now. He's about to walk on stage and shake David Stern's hand. David Stern? Adam Silver now. Adam Silver, my bad. Yeah. 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 Like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, shake Adam Silver's yeah. hand. Um, like, yeah. He is living the dream, man. Where do you, um, what do you think? We've spoken about it before, like potential teams and stuff. If you had to narrow it down to a couple, what are you thinking? Um, Wait, let me, okay. let me rephrase. If you had to go two teams that you, think he potentially might go and then the team that you want him to go to okay so based on what i'm reading i think the biggest um the obvious pick is memphis memphis just recently traded bledslow and adams and the 17th for valentunas and the 10th pick um so i've heard memphis are targeting him so that's going to be interesting i think memphis what i'm looking at i'm not looking at him to start straight away i'm looking at like teams that don't have a bench role point guard. So Memphis, I think they have Tyus Jones. They've also got De'Anthony Melton, who they can move to the two. Um, 
other than that, it's pretty empty at the backup one. And I, I see a spot for Giddy to slot in. So I don't mind him at Memphis. I don't mind him at Charlotte either. I know they've got Lamelo, um, but I think in training he can learn a lot from Lamelo, um, and the, it's a very fast and cutting team. A lot of them cut to the basket. There's a lot of lobs, good opportunities for Giddy to really show what he can do best. But where I want him to go and where I think he will do the best is um, my Wizards at 15. <laughs> okay. It's biased, but I think that's where he will. He will shine the most. Our backup point guard spot is horrendous at the moment. We've got Ish Smith, um, who I don't think is that bad, but I don't think he's a backup point guard for a playoff team. So I think he can slot in and really run our bench squad. That's where I'd like to see him go the most, and I think he can flourish. Okay, so you got you got Memphis potentially, and you said... Charlotte. Charlotte? I wouldn't mind him then- on Charlotte. One mind of a Charlotte with the mellow ball there. And like you said, you you mentioned it to me earlier, they got some wings that can run and mm. perfect for playing with someone like Giddy. Um with Miles Bridges and who else they got? They got, uh, the, they got Malik uh, Monk. Um, Malik Monk. PJ Washington. They've got the Martin twins. They've got Terry oh, Rozier. Yeah. Rozier's been a bucket. Yeah, that's not a, not a bad squad for him. I'll tell you something. I want to say, I want to see him at the Warriors. Mm, well, I think a lot of people do. I think that's a fan favorite. I feel like it came, it, it stuck into my head when, when um, Luke Longley was saying it. I don't know if you saw that. I saw it somewhere where Luke Longley's been on the phone with Steve Kerr every week, telling him get get a load of this kid. You got to watch this kid. Um, so I think you know Bogut has ties to the Warriors. I know he's been talking to a few of the guys there, and uh, you know I'm sure they've been talking about Giddy and up close and personal, both Longley and, and Bogut have had a bit to do with Giddy in the NBL and seeing him flourish in the NBL. So I think they're going to be in, in the Golden State's ear about that. And given the fact Golden State have number seven, I don't think Giddy will go as high as seven. Um, but they also have number 14. So if you look at, at around that 9, 10, 11, 12 downwards, like... You know, New Orleans, they might take a point guard. I don't know if they if they need one or not. Um, San Antonio, they might not take Penny Mills back. And if they don't, they have a they have a history of taking some international guards, international people too. So that could be a spot for him. The Pacers, I think, are okay at the one with Brogdon. I think yeah, I think Pacers will go to one with TJ McConnell and Brogdon, so they'll be okay. And then 14 again is Golden State. And I think learning behind Steph, playing with Clay, come back for his comeback season and Draymond and I don't know, man. I, I'm just, I just have a feeling. I just yeah. got a feeling. Never, I, never, I'm never right with my feelings, but this one might be the one. Yeah, I feel like a lot of draft picks kind of know they're within like two spots. Like Cade knows he's going to Pistons. Jalen Green knows he's going either here or here. Josh Giddy yeah. could go ten different places. Like he has no idea what's going to happen, and he's in the range of eight to fifteen or six to fifteen, where. Yeah that's where the most trades happen. Like people are just swapping picks and like he could be off to Lakers for all we know. That's what's crazy. And that's the craziest thing about like mock drafts and all these talking heads on ESPN. They'll just be like, Giddy's going to end up here. Like I I guarantee it, he's going to go here. And this is where he'll be most effective. And this is, you have no idea what trades are going to go down. You have no idea what front officers are thinking about the trades they're going to make and how they want to build their teams and head coaches, who they want. And like you said, that that draft range is like, phew, 
that's like a, a just a, a wreck a wrecking ball man the guys are just yeah. flinging around everywhere ending up in different spots so i mean as much as we want to say something and we have a, some sort of logic behind what we say dude it's like a coin toss at the end of the day we have no idea legit um i watch i've been i binge watch mock drafts at the moment because i kind of want to know who these guys are um yeah. the draft picks and try and get to know them a bit more and woj um adrian wojanowski or however you say his name um he did a mock draft and he had giddy at eight to the magic because magic okay. have a magic have the fifth pick i think and they're going to obviously take a solid player in Kaminga. I'm pretty certain they'll take Kaminga at the five. And then he reckons they'll take a, a risky pick at the eight and go for Giddy, a six eight, six eight point guard international. I mean, Lamelo did it last year. We've seen Luka Doncic, Doncic, yeah. a big guard flourishing. So I don't, he said he doesn't see why Magic wouldn't take him, but I don't know if Magic are the right fit. Fultz, Cole Anthony at the one. Yeah. I don't know, can Giddy slide to the do or the three? Um, we'll uh, see. No, no. I'm not sold on that. But yeah. I think he has the better one. He's better with the ball in his hands. I don't think he's great off the ball. Yeah. But I'm keen to see him at, I'm keen to see him at summer league. That should be interesting. Yeah, it should be for sure. Mm-hmm. Um wherever whatever whatever happens on draft day, um, we're obviously backing Josh. We're at the whole country supporting him, I'm pretty sure. He's definitely a fan favorite. Did you see the interview? The interview yeah, I did. slipper. I did. I did. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was did you poo your pants? Is that what he said? Did you yeah. poo yourself? No, did you poop? Like, did you and poop? Looked, oh my yeah. God. And the guy goes like, what? <laughs> he stopped his sentence. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's a big slip up. Another thing in Australian basketball is the NBL just closed a deal with ESPN uh, to broadcast all the NBL games, which is huge. Um, all broadcasted live and free. Um, even the NBL one signed a deal with KO Freebies to broadcast the games of the week in each pool. Uh, sorry, each conference, and then they'll also stream the national ga- national championship games live. Um, for those who don't know, the championship games are each conference's top two or four teams. I'm not too sure. They all play. I think it's two. Okay, each yeah. top two teams play the other top two two teams of the conferences. So those will be big games. It's big for the NBL one. Um, shout out to the NBL one. They're covering it so well. The YouTube, they pump out videos so much and the Instagram's good. They're just covering it really well. And the way they're doing it, it's like a, the second biggest league, obviously, especially with New South Wales coming through. And that's kind of where all these young guys kind of want to play, you know, their top rep team in the NBL one. Um, I think it's good. But it's huge for Australian basketball. It's good to see that that TV deal got signed. Um, it's another step in the growth of our the basketball in this country. Um, yep, I'm with all that. I agree with all that completely. I think you hit it on the head, man. They've been they've been covering NBL One's been covering stuff amazingly well. And at the top, if you sign a TV deal like that, pumps money into the league, get more eyes on the league. Like everything just makes sense um, from a from a financial standpoint when you sign a big tv deal and espn's a way to go obviously so um from 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 that standpoint it's, it's huge and it's only going to be positive for the for the nbl so i'm really excited for that and i'm excited for that to continue to grow like i'm going to be interested to see where it ends up in five years you know what i mean like yeah facts should be huge so, um yeah. are you excited for the nbl one east 
New South Wales. Well, I hope so. Man, yeah. I've been talking to some people about it. Like a couple of guys hitting me up from college, a couple of guys hitting me up from other states, just being like, yo, what's going on next 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 season? Is NBL One East coming? Is Sydney coming up with it? I'm like, dude, I hope so. Because they were talking about it last season and then I heard associations don't have the money to do it. It's expensive, this and that. So listen, I'm not going to lie. I don't necessarily have faith that they're going to get this done. Really? Uh, my exposure to like basketball associations here and how they run operations is, yeah, they don't know, they don't really make the right moves in terms of doing these things. And, and you can see the professionalism which the NBL one is run at. Like it's, yeah. it's a legitimate league. Like you're looking at this NBL one North. I'm loving it, dude. Getting NBL players. I'm going to watch NBL players. Every weekend now, I've got like the choice of like eight. It's like an NBA, you know. You just flick onto League Pass and you got like nine games to watch. Yeah, it's how I feel about the NBA one now. Obviously, not as talented as NBA players, but like it's elite level basketball, and you get to watch that all the time, all weekend. So that's dope, and that's just nothing that is reminds me of how basketball is run in, in New South Wales and in Sydney. And I know I'm cynical about it based on my experience, but I think a lot of people are and they have the right to be. Like it's just hasn't been run appropriately for a long time. So I hope they can turn a corner. I hope they have the right people doing it. And if it comes through, then yeah, I'm excited for NBL One East for sure. That's interesting. Why do you think New South Wales and these other states can pull through, but New South Wales can't? Dude, I don't know. I don't have the answers. I wish I had the answers. I don't know. I feel like I've had conversations with a lot of people. It just feels like the people that are making decisions for basketball teams and basketball clubs are non-basketball heads. Like they don't get it. Everything from like the culture to like the the way players want to be treated to the way like they should manage things. Like they just don't get it. It's like people that like like basketball, their sons like basketball, they'll just be like, take on a position of like a general manager of a club and they'll stick around for ages. And you know what I mean? Like they don't have what it takes to, to make decisions. And I don't know whether other states do. It just seems like that. The other thing is, I think the other states have done a really good job engaging, like financially engaging small businesses and sponsorship deals. Like you can see every NBL one team has like, yeah, has like a sponsor and they have people at the games and sponsors showing up to the games and things are done appropriately. And they're blowing money on players. Like that's the, the the financial setup seems to be good. Like I'm talking to a lot of NBL one players that are getting not a salary, but they're getting a few hundred dollars a week now. Mm, Who sure. doesn't want a few hundred dollars a week to train two to three times a week, show up on the weekend and, and play on a national stage where anyone can watch you? Like everyone loves it. Even if you're playing three minutes and you get 80 bucks for a game, you know what I mean? Like, why would you not take that? And you love to you, if you play the hoop. So over here, they just don't do that. Like even in my last last years of playing senior rep basketball here like i was paying money i was playing for north and i was paying 500 fees to play yeah. i'm training two three times a week i got two three nbl players on my team we're, we're trying to win a championship and but it's just weird like it doesn't make you feel like a player when you have to pay your money to you know what i mean like and then i go into north stadium and it's like banners on the on the ceiling and it's like it's just crazy to think like i contributed to that and i was not the major way i was riding the bench but i was there but like no one even takes pride in that. People that play local combat Norths don't take pride in that. Like it just the whole setup just to me doesn't make sense, like how it all gets done. Mm. And I look at other states, I know I'm rambling, but just I look at other states, like NBL players want to go back to their associations. You know what I mean? Like guys want to go back and play where they where they were from. Yeah, like hundred percent. And then like I know um and there's a lot of other people that are proud about where their association's from and what they did for them. 
but here it's like they don't get the love like that like all the associations they don't get they don't treat their players like oh he made it or he went on to play college like i'm going to come back and pay him a couple hundred dollars a year after his college career to come represent our association and do some coaching work they don't hold on to their talent and treat them like that and i don't know we could get into a hole i could talk about it for hours to be honest but i don't know where, where the answers are but i hope they can they can whoever's in charge and people in charge can start to find them no that's interesting it's very interesting I think a lot yeah. of people would have different opinions on it for sure. Um, is there any chance we see you behind um, an NBL coaching, uh, <laughs> NBL coaching job? Definitely NBL one. I'm NBL one East, looking, yeah. Yeah, NBL one East for sure. If it comes this way, I'll be looking to try and get my teeth stuck into something. Spoken to a few people already, um, and yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to to get on that. I think it'd be. It'd be dope to coach in that environment, man. I'm I'm so jealous of what they're doing, bro. For real, like I'm looking at Queensland and stuff, and being on North and even like Central with such straight. Like it's just dope to see, bro. Like mm. it's good. It's good. It's good. It's a good watch as well because like these players, like for example Harry Froling, who puts up decent numbers in the NBL, but he goes to the NBL one and he just absolutely kills it. So like these yeah. guys that you think are like pretty average in the NBL, they verse like people a little bit lower in um, talent and they yeah. are buckets <laughs> like yeah we, and they're all yeah, spread out the, so like it, yeah, it, exactly. it's a really good we watch the, the eagle eye we just watched Cadiz just yeah, toying with people oh my gosh unreal and then Cadiz a good example man this guy's a bankstown junior from mm. from sydney like he's from sydney he grew up in sydney he's played for bankstown his whole juniors i played he's my age i played against him when he was younger he used to give us buckets all the time but like he played for the Kings for a season or two. And then now he's just got a home in Queensland, bro. Plays for the yeah. Bullets, playing with the Rollers. I'm sure they're paying him a nice little check. Mm. Like, what, why doesn't he have that affiliation to be like, no, I'm going to go back home to Bankstown? And I'm not having a shot at Bankstown. I, to be honest, I think they're one of the better associations. But like, why isn't he coming back to come and play and, and play in the Waratah League? Like, you know, because yeah. nobody wants to play in the Waratah League. That's the facts. Like, yeah. For sure. Mean? Yeah. I agree. I think the NBL One East might have the COE team in there as well. Um, I know that they play Waratah, don't they? The COE team. They play. They were playing Waratah, waxing everyone by fifty. Really, damn. I mean, like I think a couple of teams like beat them, maybe maybe North beat them, and a couple of the other association teams beat them. But they were just giving everyone buckets, man. And I think they just had to play somewhere, and logistically and geographically, New South Wales made sense. Yeah, but they would have been better off playing NBL One for sure. All right, we'll get into our boomers. Um, we're doing, we're looking very, very, very good, very good. Um, Hash didn't get the chance to watch the Italy game, but I'm pretty sure he would have watched snippets and stuff like that. Jock Landau came up huge. This is the jock I've been waiting for. Um, so the numbers. Yeah, he's tough. Nick K, your boy, played really My good. Boy. Yeah, yeah, for he played sure. really good. Um, and Patty Mills obviously performed again. It was. Obviously, a little bit closer than what we wanted. I think the game was a little bit sloppy. Um, things weren't very, uh, things weren't clicking that much. I think we should have beaten them by much more than three. Um, but I think the game was in our hands for most of the time. We were down a bit in the second and third, but it was looking, it was looking like we were dominating most of the time. We got Germany next. Is there anyone that can stop us? And how are USA looking? I know you're always. You always think USA is just going to put their foot down. So does it still stand that way or what? Listen, I'm going to, firstly, Australia looked good, yeah. but I'm a little bit concerned based on how they played against Nigeria. 
Um, that's all I'm going off because that's the only game I saw. I saw the yeah. numbers from today and it looked balanced. I watched the replay probably later tonight. I'll get onto it and watch it somewhere. I'll watch the highlights bare minimum. But you can't tell me they didn't look super sloppy. We were messaging each other during the Nigeria game, like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, I'm sure they felt the same way. That was like, how many turnovers? They're like 20 plus turnovers, both teams. It was just mm. looked like I was watching like something else, it wasn't the Olympics. Um, so I was a bit concerned after that game. Um, just based on like the, the poise and the clarity with like the ball in our hands. It just looked like we were just doing crazy things. So we got the result that we wanted. You can never complain after, after a win, I guess. Like you take it anyway it comes. But then tonight, unfortunately, I missed the game, but I was hoping that it would be like a bit more comprehensive. From what it sounds yeah. like it was, like the stat sheet looked like it was balanced. It looks like people starting to feel their potential in terms of what they're supposed to do. Um, so probably a stepping stone in the right direction. I agree. I wouldn't say that I'm convinced that's like that they that we're dominant at the moment. Germany just beat Nigeria today and they look pretty good. I watched that game mm-hmm. today. Didn't they? They beat they Italy as well. Uh, no, they lost to Italy. They lost to Italy. Italy didn't look that bad, to be honest. Like they, right, yeah, I yeah, felt like good, we were out rebounding them, but they looked like a really good team. They look like they had yeah, things going. Well coached. European teams tend to be pretty well coached and good system players, and they all they all play together from a young age for their country. You know, so yeah. they know each other, they all vibe with each other. You can just see the camaraderie. They love playing for their country. So I, I'm not convinced that we're going to wax Germany. Like I think we'll beat them, but you know, it's been a, it's been a it's been a tough two games from what it looks like. You know, it hasn't mm. been a walkover. So in terms of can anyone stop us? I'm still going with USA, man. Like, I know a lot of people jumped off it and talking about the rest of the world's catching up and, and you know, they, they have a team of superstars and no chemistry. I mean, uh, yeah, they hold some facts, hold some weight there. But, dude, I just look at the roster and I'm like, far out. Like, yeah. they will figure it out. I think they're too elite skill set-wise and Popovich is has too much of my respect as a coach based on what I've seen and what I know to not figure out some of these problems. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll come good in clutch situations when the money's on the line. That's my take. I'm still going with USA gold, Australia silver. I know I went Nigeria for the bronze, but they've been disappointing. Um, so I might have to change that to Spain at this point in time. Those are my three. Okay. What do you think? You think anyone's going to stop us? You think we're showing for the gold? What do you reckon? Depends. It really depends. I think USA are looking pretty, pretty woeful the team they have i mean how can i know it's different i know it's different basketball and obviously all these players are very very talented but if you have a team full of nba all-stars how can you lose to evan fournier and rudy gobert and then like you hear my take is that like a rhetorical question i want to hear your take but i like that's just that's just like it's got me gobsmacked how nba all-stars can get the work from euro league players who aren't all like the best Euro League players, the the French ones, and then Mm -hmm. Evan Fournier and Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Well, well, my take is this. I think they, firstly, like chemistry is non-existent with this USA team, especially Mm -hmm. on the offensive side of the floor. Like they cannot, they they don't know. You can see it. Like people are like, not nervous, but you know, like you're so used to Lillard or Durant booker some of these big names that just like have the ball in their hands for so long in a 48 minute game and they just yeah. do whatever they want they take as long as they want slightly different situation you can it almost looks like they're scared to step on each other's toes yeah like it doesn't look like the chemistry's there and the hierarchy set um so i feel like that's a figuring out process that i think elite 
players, um, as long as they're unselfish and as long as they have good coaching behind them, can figure that out pretty quickly. So I think that's what went wrong against France. It didn't look like they knew what was going on. Even though they played badly, they had some really good looks. With Drew Holiday and Kevin Durant had some three balls for the for game, basically. They, yeah. they, they missed those. But I just feel like offensively, they haven't figured out their hierarchy and their role establishment, like who does what. And then I think they're all elite off the ball. I think Durant's amazing off the ball. I think Booker's amazing off the ball. But they're just kind of not figuring that out yet. Like they're not like not executing on that. So I mm. think it'll be solved pretty quickly. Like I think the best thing that could happen to them is to play Iran today and just put up a beat down. So they're like, all right, let's get our swag back a little bit. Let's try and get our rhythm back. Try they and get did. everyone on scoreboard. Huh? They did beat Iran today and they put down a That's beat. what I mean. That's the best thing that could happen today. Right, it's just yeah. to come out there yeah. and put up an 80-point beat down on someone and to feel like they're getting their rhythm back. So that, that final game, I think, is against Czech, right? Czechoslovakia. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting watch. I'm going to really sit down and watch that to see how they go. But I think for me, it's, it's an offensive chemistry thing. It's like a, a role establishment and just figuring that out. And they don't have long to figure it out, but, but I still think they will to some degree. Um, I think come from what I've calculated, if we beat Germany, we play US because they're second in Group A. I think Group unless Unless France lose to Czech tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that game's on real soon. I, dude, that's not a that's not a uh a, 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 a an outlandish claim. Like Czechoslovakia mm. looked pretty good against Iran. Like they got some they got some guys that can hoop, obviously. And France, you might get a bit complacent. You never know. It's Olympic basketball, like all these games are close. So yeah, what do you reckon? If you I would be disappointed if USA played Australia early, to be honest. Yeah, same here. I want it to be later on, but I feel like yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter when we verse them. I think we'll be ready to go. I'm pretty confident in our yeah. team. But Dude, like that's gonna be a game to watch. It will be a game to watch. And when when it's do or die, and you're going up against like <laughs> God, yeah. God sent talent. You, Seriously, you're in trouble. But I think we can do it. Yeah. I think we can do it. Honestly. One we'll thing I tell you, I was speaking to Boali about this. Paddy Mills just becomes like the goat when he puts on a Boomers jersey, man. Legit. It's I saw something hilarious the other day. It was like top four players of all time. It's like <laughs> Paddy Mills in a Boomers jersey, yeah. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and then Carmelo Anthony in a USA jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he's so tough. He's so tough. So I think I think this is like yeah, I think Australia. This is their best chance to medal without a doubt. Yeah, this is easily their best chance. Uh, they're lucky we don't have Simmons. Oh. <laughs> Dude, they're lucky. But then again, we're lucky they don't have LeBron. <laughs> I mean, LeBron, like, can we just quickly go through like a list of players that potentially could have played? LeBron, Curry, Kawhi, Curry, Clay, AD, Paul George, Westbrook, Chris Paul. Yeah. Like, that's a lot of players that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, so. very tough. I was actually, I was watching the 2012. Oh, they're Ballads. crazy. Bro, yeah, that's one that's like my favorite team of basketball was ever assembled. Carmelo Anthony oh, is a bucket on that team. <laughs> bro, like, oh, it's crazy, bro. And that's what I mean. Like, I felt like they had things figured out. Like, LeBron was distributing the ball. They had D Wade on his leg. Melo off catch and shoots. Kobe just wanted to lock down and play D. You know, he even said that. He was like, I'm not even trying to score the ball. But then in the final, he was like, it's my time here. I'm coming making some clutch plays and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. 
let's see what happens, bro. But yeah. Australia still medal for sure, no doubt. The Oz girls as well, they did all right their first game. They obviously beat US in the pre-games. And then this game, they uh, came up short against Belgium. Pretty disappointing game. Um, the first half, they weren't doing too bad. They were up. And then the second half, they had a shocker. Um, Ezzy Megbegore was um, playing really well in the paint. And then they stopped feeding her. I know Steph Talbot didn't play. Um, so, yeah, questionable game. I think they'll learn from it and bounce back. It's hard without Liz. Obviously, she's one of the best players in the world, but I think they will figure it out. We're obviously a good team. I don't think – I think we'll win the next two, but I don't know. It's very hard when Liz leaves and your whole game plan changes. You've got to kind of go small. So we'll see how they go. Um, yeah. Next week, we're going to bring back fan questions. We enjoyed them last week. Um, make sure you guys drop some good ones. Um, I'm keen to get discussing. And by the time this next episode comes out, Giddy will be on an NBA's roster. Um, so it's really exciting. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, imagine if he goes to, I don't know, I'm so excited for him. Like imagine if he goes yeah, to like, bro. I don't know, Toronto and you're off to Canada to live there for the next however however many years. You don't even know. You might get traded in like three months. Bro. So three it's days in Shiloh. Yeah, three days. <laughs> cap, three days, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, thanks guys for joining us again. Um, we appreciate it. We'll we will have a guest this week. I know I keep saying it, um, but people are busy, so we'll have a guest on. Um, but yeah, fan questions next week. We appreciate you guys. Thanks again.